Who would you rather have as your father, James Fraser or Frank Randall? Outlander, season four. Let's chat. Welcome to the Center Cut Center Chat. I am Michael. And I am Dave. Dave, what are we doing here today? Oh my goodness. We are going to decide who we want to be our daddy, Frank or Jamie. Who's your daddy? Both. Imagine actually saying that to somebody while having sex with them. Like, I know that's a fun, like, who's your dad? Like, if I heard myself say it, I think I would literally vomit. And then sex over. I could never refer to myself as daddy in a not father figure role. Mm. I feel like the only time I would ever be able to refer to myself as daddy is when I have children and I say, like, I'm your daddy. (laughs) I'm too white for it, I think. Mm, That's true. But we are talking about daddies today. Mm -hmm. And welcome to our first chat of season three. Woo, yeah. So, David, obviously, if people haven't, they should go listen to our Outlander season four main episode. And Mm -hmm. there's obviously three other Outlander episodes. So there's a lot of backstory of Frank and James before today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have finally watched all of season three and actually got to see Jamie kind of sort of as a dad along with season four pieces on the front and the back. So we finally have what we need to be able to decide which one is a better daddy. Yes, but there's a lot more that we need. We need some clarity, clarity, clarity. Yeah, there are a few clarifications oh, my for this few, one. I have so many things to sort out before I can make my decision. So many. No to all of them. Number one, are we us? Like, am I still a boy or, or are we doing the thing where we pretend we're blobs? No, we're us. Okay, because I, I think even though Jamie has proven to be cavalier with some of the gender stuff for being an ancient man, I still think there's many 1700s things baked into raising a woman that it won't be as stringent for someone from the 60s like Frank. And I'm not saying that Frank is a perfect girl dad either. You know what's weird is that in this show, I feel like we actually run into that more in the 60s than we do in the 1700s. Well, right. And I think that's because they made Jamie be like super liberal for his time. Yeah. He is not like the rest of the people in the 1700s when it comes to gender stuff. Agreed. For the most part. But I still think there are some things that he's even shown. It would just be different if we were raising women. So we're, we're raising us. Like, yes. We're like, we're the kids. Okay. Yeah, because I think it's important to then take into consideration like what parenting styles might jive with our characteristics as people. Yes, because with the gender stuff, though, like we saw Jamie with a boy, Willie, Mm -hmm. and we saw Frank with a girl, Brie. So we do have to project a little bit more with Frank, I guess, because we haven't seen him with a boy. Yeah. I mean, then again, we're also projecting a little bit with Jamie because... He couldn't even tell Willie he was actually his dad. And we don't even know if he's Willie's dad based on our questions. That's also true. We are ourselves. That has been clarified. So we're ourselves. An important clarification I had, are we considering that we are in their respective times or are both these men coming to our time to be our fathers? (sighs) 
Yeah, that's the biggest one for me, I think. Because if we have to be in the 16th century with Jamie, then that almost single-handedly gives Frank the victory by default. Not because he's necessarily a better father. Like, even if Jamie is a way better father, I still would rather live now than in, in the 1700s. And I think most people would. Yeah, but I think we can consider time less about when we're living and more about how well do we think their parenting structure works for the time that we exist in. So like not necessarily thinking like, yeah, I'm only going to be able to bathe once a week. Gross. Because if you took Jamie and all of his characteristics and stuck him in the 20th century, shit's whack. He would have a hard time because he's completely out of his element. Same thing goes for Frank, but not quite as much because you're talking about, you know, 50 years rather than 300. 300. I don't know. I think we can consider it that we are in their time without letting our how we feel about being in that time affecting the decision. I, I'm going to have a hard time separating the time from the person. Because uh, One example, Frank has driven cars before. He can teach mm-hmm. me how to drive a car. That's a dad thing. Can Jamie? No, he can't. I don't want to ride a horse. My thighs are too chubby and I would insta Christopher Reeve myself. So like, how do I, how do I separate that? Yeah, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like, just less think about it about getting taught how to car how to car <laughs> or how to speak properly yeah how to drive a car or ride a horse and more about your daddy's going to teach you how to transport yourself to other places <laughs> i guess it's a tough pill to swallow but at the same time i mean i guess they'd both be at a disadvantage in the future so it's not the end of the world so is that what we're saying then they're they're being our dad now Well, that actually leads into my second clarification around time is that are we discussing whether or not they were our dad from the start when I was born, Jamie was my dad or Frank was my dad? Or is it like my parents are getting divorced and my mom just married Jamie and now he's just became my dad and I'm 32? I think it has to be the former because, I mean, at this point in your life, how much more is your dad going to add to or change your life maybe a little bit i'm not saying he won't at all but obviously (laughs) comparatively to when you're two yeah i feel like honestly at this point your dad is changing my life more than mine (laughs) but no i i agree with that so sounds like we've come to a consensus that both these boys are coming to our time and it's late 80s early 90s that they're arriving when we were born yes do we share DNA or is this an adoption scenario? Because ah, see. that's important. It is because that is important. I don't want red hair. Nothing against people with red hair, but most of the ones I've met are either slightly insane or they try too hard, probably because they were excluded as kids. Hair colorism is going to be the next reckoning. Race, sexual orientation, gender. That is so 2000 and 2010s. Late 2020s is going to be when people get canceled for making jokes about dumb blondes and making fun of my poop brown hair. It's the last frontier of wokeism. Just you wait. Hair colorism. I feel like that's kind of already happening. When have you heard of anybody be canceled for making fun of someone? Maybe hair? not canceling, but uh, like it's, it's it's frowned on. To, if Paula Dean came out and said the bad thing she said, and then also said I hate gingers. It would have been lumped into the rest of it. I don't know that she would have been canceled like she was. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, well, it's coming. That's a little different, but 
Yes. Late, late 2020s. You heard it here first. Oh, great. Cool. At least hair color is something people can change about themselves. So That's true. They can. And my point, though, is I don't think we should be making fun of people for their hair color, even though I already made Agreed, fun of red Agreed, except hair. you already did just a minute ago. You stereotyped people with red hair, but then I said, I, I feel like uh, we shouldn't be, uh, be stereotyped people well, with red hair. Well, it's not late 2020s yet. Anyway, DNA. DNA. So Frank, like, Frank's not ugly, but he's no James Fraser. I want his facial structure, please. <laughs> and Jamie isn't dumb. He's no. shown a proclivity for strategy, and he's good at chess. I think he's actually very intelligent for his time. I agree. He is. It's just hard to tell because he doesn't, you know, he's a professor at Harvard or right. some bullshit. He, like yeah, he, does, he doesn't have the opportunity to showcase it as yeah. much. But, I mean, Frank is a well-regarded professor at Harvard nonetheless. So, mm. based on the evidence we've seen, I think Frank has a at least slightly higher IQ of the two. Uh, yeah. IQ wise, he's better, but Jamie is better common sense wise in terms of intelligence, but maybe not common sense, but street smart. He has the street yeah. smarts. Frank has the book smarts. Yeah, this is true. Yep. I guess what, what I'm trying to say is I don't want to inherit Jamie's scarred back, you know, you're not going to inherit Fraser's Ridge. So let's say we were adopted as a young baby, if that adopted. makes you feel better. Okay. So no DNA adopted as an extreme baby. Also known as a newborn, but I'm going to call my newborn an extreme baby. Welcome to the new reality show, Extreme Baby. Oh, my baby is still in the extreme phase. Both of them were are, adopted us as children and wanted to do that. So they are both definitely in it to win it. Okay. Then, cool. They want to be our father. Yes. Okay. David, we have clarified a lot and I am no closer to making a decision. Go to your room. Think about what you've done. And help me pay some podcast rent with a center commercial. Today's episode is brought to you yet again by Stamps.com. If you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all the hectic holiday traffic, why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes sense especially if your business sends more mail and packages during the holidays. Whether you're selling online or running an office or side hustle, Stamps.com can save you so much time, money, and stress during the holidays. Access all the post office and UPS shipping services you need without taking the trip and get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. You'll save so much time and money, you'll wonder why you didn't start sooner. Michael's usually the one obsessed with deals and being cheap, obviously, but even I can't turn down these rates. You all know by now that I sell old books on eBay, so I'm constantly going to the post office. My shop is Vintage Books 80, by the way. Go buy a book, mention the podcast and a message to me, and I'll give you 25% off. Wow. An ad within an ad. Inception. The post office is horrible, though. It's not 1989 anymore. No need to stand behind a sweaty man named Tony while you stare at a plaque saying the building was dedicated to President Gerald Ford. Stamps.com is here to save the day. Save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code POD for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code POD. That's P-O-D. Stamps.com. Because the post office is for old ladies. Well, now that we've been able to send all our mail to our new fancy daddy... Michael, what's going on with the center cut? Well, if 
you have feedback to send us, send it to thecentercutcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you didn't like my transition from stamps.com to this part of our episode, you can hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at the underscore center underscore cut, Twitter at the center cut, and Facebook at the center cut cast. Yeah. According to the U.S. Department of Education, they have some guidelines for what makes an effective parent. Interesting. Okay. The first is that they show love. The second is that they provide support. The third is that they set limits. Mm. The fourth is that they are a role model. The fifth is that they teach responsibility. Then we have providing a range of experiences coming in at six. And seven, we have showing respect. Mm. So those are the things that they determine are an effective parent. So I thought we might be able to just like decide which one of our boys wins in each category. And that will tell us whether or not they, we want them as our diet. Okay, sure. All right. So our first category, showing love. Which one of these boys do you think would be better at showing love? I mean, showing love to other women, well, clearly Jamie, but I... I, I don't know. Frank was pretty good at showing love for other women, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but showing love to a child, I mean, I think they both are, right? This one, this one is particularly difficult, I think, because the experiences that we have of Frank as a father is raising a child that was someone else's kid, and he has to live with that. I think through that, he still showed Bree the level of love that you would expect from a father. So I could only assume that Frank is actually going to be even more loving if he made the choice to adopt you and was ready to love you. So I don't know. I think I might have to give this one to Frank. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty even. I don't think either one of them doesn't do this. Yeah, it's not a question of which one does it. Yeah. It's like At this point, it's just like, which one do you think would be better at showing their love? Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Because we are adopted in this case, I think I, get, I, think I go with Frank, too. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess Jamie shows a lot of love to Fergus, who I guess we could kind of consider That's an adopted true. child. I forgot about Fergus being kind of his quote-unquote adopted son. Man, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, you just... I can't pick one or the other on this one. I think I'm still going to go Frank. Okay. So our second category is providing support. I'm going to go with Frank on that one. See, on this one, I think I had to go Jamie. I'll agree with you that providing support can be a number of different things, right? It's being it, One is that it's just being a supportive parent and letting kids kind of experience things themselves while supporting them. But I think providing support could also be like, providing a roof over your head and not being a criminal <laughs> like mm. like by supporting them with the essentials needed to live a decent life and in that regard i think frank does have the upper hand just because in our time jamie is going to be always running from someone somehow right because that's the only way that he knows how to exist he is a criminal even if some of the things he is a quote-unquote criminal for are bullshit and he's not really he still does things on the edges of what the law says. I think I'm going to go Jamie on this one. I, I do think that he is a strong believer in doing what's right. And I think that that is good to instill in your children, even if doing what's right isn't currently what's right. Okay. All right. So our third category was setting limits. Yeah, this is, this is tough because there's like an unspoken push-pull between what I want as a child and what I would need as a child. You have a particular perspective from it now, too, because you are a dad. Sure. So it's like, yeah, as a child, you think like 
I want to just do whatever the fuck I want all the time. Right. I want ice cream. I want cookies. I want to play video games. I want to see people doing it. But as an adult, you realize that having yeah. limits on that kind of stuff was important to making sure that you didn't kill yourself. Are we framing this question on what I need in a parent or do I want a parent who is going to let me do whatever I want? I think you are looking at it now as an adult determining if this person would have been good for you as a child. Okay. Even if as a child, I didn't like it as much. Correct. Okay. And I think that's the whole idea around the U.S. Department of Ed's point of setting limits is just like it's important to have that structure so that children can still develop and not just be let loose. Yeah. Let them have a toaster strudel. Just don't let them use all of the icing packets at once on that. Yes, I I did that one time. (laughs) As a child. Actually, I wasn't even a child. I can't even say it was a child. I was like probably 14, 15. Get home from school. I don't know what happened to the packets. Or sometimes I'd be like one of those weird adult children where I would like think about the consequences of my actions first. And instead of taking all the packets, I would eat toaster strudels without icing for three days. <laughs> just save so them up. You're, you're begging one them. day yeah, you're begging I could them like have this amazing toaster strudel <laughs> moment. Yeah. See, that's good. I, I could I would allow that as a parent. Like that teaches I would them too. saving. It's like, yeah. I mean you're sa- you're saving, you're you understand the importance of like thinking ahead and planning. Right. Now just pretend this icing is your four oh one K and boom, you're gold, you're good. <laughs> boom. <laughs> I think it's important to take into consideration that if we bring Jamie to the future, I think the limits that he would have set in his mind are drastically different than what is the current way of parenting. I think that the limits they were giving children in the 1700s is vastly different than the limits that they give kids now, right? Sure. Not even considering like whether or not we he gets a cell phone at the age of 11 or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like you're talking about a dude who they would send a kid off into the woods to fucking like fight a bear or whatever. How to kind of make that transition to now is is a tough one, I think. Yeah. I think based on what we've seen, the way their minds think because of the time they're in, which isn't really their fault. It's just, I mean, they're a product of their time. I got to go Frank on this one as well. Yeah, I I do think that Frank is going to have a leg up on this one. I also think that for Jamie, particularly because we are boys, it's going to be a different dynamic, right? Jamie is going to raise us in a way that's like, you need to figure your shit out. Like, you need to figure it out. And if you get hurt real bad or if you do this or do that, you'll learn from it. But I think he'll be lacking in setting limits for us because he wants to let us learn for ourselves as much as that can be a good parenting style. Too much of that can probably be pretty bad. Right. I mean, we saw that firsthand with young Ian. Like he basically was just like, yeah, young Ian could do whatever the hell he wants. So, yeah, setting limits. I'm with you, Frank. Frank is the way to go on that one. Role model. Which one is a better role model? I mean, that's such a broad question. Uh, I think overall, I'm going to go Jamie on that one. The way he treats women, even based on what his time would say, is better. Yeah, it speaks volumes to how he would be as a person now. Yeah, I mean, they both have honor, quote yeah. unquote. Like, they're, they're both man of their word. So I think they both are good role models, but I think Jamie's a little bit better. Yeah, I think Jamie is better, too. You know, we did see a number of times with Frank in particular where I felt like Frank put his needs in front of Claire and his families. And I don't think we've ever seen Jamie do that. I think that Jamie is going to be constantly thinking about his family and the people around him. And that just makes for a good role model. Okay. Teaching responsibility. 
I mean, that to me, that kind of goes hand in hand with the limits. I don't know how it's that. They're much similar. Different. So yeah. I, I just by default, I'm going to go Frank again. Yeah. Setting limits is more like telling them you can't do this, whereas responsibility is how to set limits yourself. I think in terms of, of responsibility, I'll actually have to go with Jamie on this one as well. I think that he does a pretty decent job, not only showing responsibility for yourself and the people around you and your loved ones and honor and things like that, but also like a responsibility to the community and the people around you to make people's lives better. And even if that means, you know, going against the grain. Jamie, for that one for me. Okay. Who's going to provide a larger range of experiences? I mean, I think that has to be Jamie. <laughs> Based on what we've seen, Frank lives this pretty structured quote unquote boring life. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like that's what Claire was drawn to. Like Jamie offers all this. Let's go roll around in the Scottish hay and travel across the country. And yeah, it's it's yeah. This I think this is an easy Jamie. That one's definitely a slam dunk for Jamie. He is that as an embodiment of yeah. experience and learning new things and and yeah, so Jamie for sure. And lastly we have showing respect. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, we kind of talked about it with, you know, the way that Jamie is more of a, I don't want to say gentleman, because they're both gentlemen. I think actually for this one, being from the 1700s is going to hurt Jamie pretty considerably. Because I think in the past, especially for Jamie and the experiences we see, you're a child and you don't know anything. Listen to me type of mentality yeah where i feel like frank being from the the 60s or or earlier than that technically gives some credence to that to listen to what the child has to say and to respect kind of their thought process and then help make a decision rather than just saying i'm the dad i know best and i think that that is going to be jamie's parenting style so this one i'd have to give to frank true and when jamie did learn about Bree's bikini he freaked out, freaked out about the beginning. even though yeah. Claire said like, no, this is perfectly fine for the 60s. And then even later, he brought it up again. He's like, how dare you let her wear that? And it's like, OK, slow, slow your roll. Yeah. Again, maybe it would be different if he was from the time. But we have to factor that in. Like part of his character is forged by the time he's in. So, yeah, I think I, I have to go Frank on that one. All right. That is all seven. Well, I think there's a couple other minor things to mention that aren't necessarily in that rubric one thing i was thinking about is being the parent isn't static meaning like it could change over the course of my life jamie may make a better father to a baby because he has big cuddly pecs but frank would be a better late stage father because you know he can teach me proper english and so it's not just like we're not pinpointing one day and who's going to be the better father for that one day. Correct. But I guess that doesn't help me decide any better. It's just another <laughs> wrinkle to think about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Corporal punishment. I mean, Jamie is going to be more strict and he's definitely going to spank me where Frank is going to say meaner things, but he's going to punch a wall or break a vase instead of my face. Agreed. Yeah, I think that, I mean, we saw Jamie punish Claire, so he would definitely punish a kid, mm -hmm. although Claire liked it. Yeah, I just, in this, again, it all kind of circles back to the time frame. I just think Frank's going to have more relevant things to teach me. Like, did you see Jamie try to shave? He got halfway through and had sex. And as cool as that is, like, it's not helping me learn how to remove my peach fuzz at 15. Well, I do think that if he was taking the time to teach you how to shave, he wouldn't half stop halfway through to say, hold on, I have to go have sex with your mother. I'll be right back. If Claire was there, I don't think he has shown that he cannot control his genital faculties. We haven't seen him try and control his genital faculties around a child, though. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> but I agree. Like, it does put him at a disadvantage, but I almost think it's kind of fallen by the wayside. Responsibility and honor and standing up for what you believe in. And I, I think that a lot of that has kind of left our society. And although it would make me different than everyone else, I do think that it would give me a unique perspective. And I'm sorry for getting really deep. I, I hear what you're saying. And, and I think when it comes down to it, parenting is teaching just instead of like English history and science it's just how to live correctly so I think Frank can teach me more things I can use now yeah I mean like Jamie's not going to teach you to pay your taxes like I know agreed but on the flip side Jamie's a little nicer to women and he could beat up other dads so it's like pick your poison what do you which thing's more important to you if you're raised by Jamie and you get bullied one is that he won't need to beat up other dads because he'll beat up other dads true like if jamie taught raised me and taught me how to how to fight and like stand up for myself talk about big dick energy yeah yeah he is the dirk diggler of energy Mm -hmm. just the dirk diggler of just energy in general yeah (laughs) i think i have my decision i think i have my decision as well who would we rather have as our father jamie or frank Jamie. Frank. Jamie all the way. It was close on the Board of Education stuff, but then your arguments after for Frank convinced me even further that I want Jamie as my dad. <laughs> yeah, I just, maybe, maybe it's because I'm biased to the name Frank. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you are. I actually think most people will pick Jamie because he's hunky and he's shown as this gentlemanly dude to Claire. But I don't know, give me the professor who is willing to raise a kid that he knows was not even his. And here's the thing that kind of stuck with me. Jamie had Claire leave with Bree to, quote unquote, save the baby. But a real father wouldn't have let that happen. Like, I, I don't I don't want a dad who doesn't have faith enough in his own abilities to save his child. I'm not going to send my pregnant wife through a time portal that I know nothing about when I could instead put my own life on the line and protect. Hold the child. on, though. Nobody said Jamie had to fight in Culloden. Why couldn't he just take Claire, go flee somewhere and say, P.S. I'm down with the crown, yo. Let my baby live. Nah, his pride was too strong. I got to fight for my clan. Who cares what happens to baby Fraser? No. He could have taken the baby, saved it, let it live a good life, and be a good father. Instead, oh, go off into the unknown. He doesn't even know if Claire's going to survive that. I don't think because you're making making an argument that Claire and Jamie had the capability of changing the past. No, they don't need to save the past. He didn't need to fight in Culloden. He could have just said, I'm cool with the crown. If Jamie had already died at Culloden when Claire came back, then... He's going to die there regardless, according to your understanding of time travel. But he doesn't know that. Well, how do you know he doesn't know that? Because he doesn't. They continue to think they can change the future, even after that moment. Maybe it's just Claire thinks that way, and he's like, yeah, just happy wife, happy no, life, you know? No, we've seen, <laughs> no, we've seen him think that he can no, change No, I get it. I get it, yeah. No, I, I'd agree with you. It's tough, but yeah, I, I think that I would benefit more from Jamie as a father. I don't know, man. Frank raised that stubborn little bairn all while his wife wouldn't even put out without dreaming of another man. No wonder he crashed his car. (laughs) Oh, wow. That is a tough way to end the episode. (laughs) But here we are. (laughs) So you pick Jamie. I pick Frank. But we really would love to know what you all think. Yeah, our opinion really actually doesn't 
doesn't even matter at all. So go to Instagram. The day this episode came out, we made a post on Instagram asking you what you think. So you can vote in our story or just comment on the regular post. Uh, Again, that's at the underscore center underscore cut. And let us know what you think. Yes, please. That is a wrap for Outlander Season 4. Now, David, what do we have coming up next? Coming up next Wednesday, we have a special Christmas episode that we are going to be doing with the family. Our wives are both going to be on the episode asking us questions about Home Sweet Home Alone, the new Home Alone movie that shit all over the rest of the Home Alone movies. Oh, dear God. It it looks horrible. It's bad. I already watched it. I watched it before you, and it's bad. All right. Can't wait to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. The premise of it is really dumb. <laughs> As expected. Uh-huh. And if you listen to this episode in full, you may have heard that the intro was different. I uh, know. Yeah. Maybe you're a center cut expert and you realized, oh, no, this is different music. Yeah. Shout out to my brother, Brian. He does the regular intro, but he he graced us with some new tunage for the show. So thank you, Brian. Appreciate Super it. Super excited. New center chat intro specifically for this. And it's very exciting. Enjoy. And remember, our opinion, just like having a great dad when your mother is still Claire, does not matter. Mm -hmm.